Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you're listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey. Episode 2, Small Town America. Growing up, especially in my younger years, I lived in a small town about 25 minutes northeast of St. Louis. It is here that I learned what community was. I saw firsthand how prevalent religion, family, and neighbors were to one another. When the factories dried up in the 90s, as I grew up in the early 2000s, I saw the aftermath of the 2008 economic crisis. And while I got to move to Miami and see the blossoming economic recovery that many parts of this country saw, I also still got to go visit family and see the lacking of my small town back home. For too long, economic prosperity has been seen by GDP. We must make sure that the number keeps rising, yet we keep leaving behind those that grow our food, the lumberjack who uh, cuts down the trees for our homes. We forget about all these local dispersed industries that at the end of the day make up the most vital portion. They create, they harvest the natural resources that we produce from there. They are the first step in our complex and ever-changing economic uh, system. I believe that making that we have for too long forced students down a education path where you must go to college, take on debt. People have, and I can say this as as the son, my stepfather was a hard worker, a veteran. He was a long care worker. He always wanted me and the rest of his kids to have a better life. But when we strive for that better life, it doesn't always mean going from a blue collar to a white collar job. We need to make sure that these jobs are still being filled by the next generation of Americans. My stepfather, working in lawn care, had over over 200 lawns he took care of every summer. He provided a very good life, but it was a very hard one. The summers were long, but during the winter he got to come and rest and relax, helping me and my siblings through going to school events, helping us with homework. He was able to work those long hours, and when he had to sell his business, Sadly, the next generation did not have the skills, the marketing, the personability to continue that business. That is a major issue. Our education system is not teaching the next generation the skills they need to be independent. When our society pushes corporate jobs, pushes career paths that are predetermined, forcing you to higher education, or being left behind as your peers rush to the top, burying themselves in debt. I want to make sure that kids in high school, our education is focused on bringing out more construction workers. North Carolina has the ninth largest construction industry in the country, the sixth largest timber industry. We have a housing shortage partly due to zoning laws and partly due to supply not meeting demand. If we begin to integrate into secondary, into high schools, the already existing infrastructure we have in Fayetteville State, in Fayetteville, 
technical community college. They have trade schools there, but we need to make reach these kids younger. When we leave kids to flounder, when we don't give them idle hands are the devil's playthings is what I was always taught back home. We must stop that. We must make sure that these kids aren't being forced into calculus when they want to go and learn. They want to get hands-on training. They want to get job experience. Many kids, unfortunately, are in a situation where they have to work to help provide for their family because we have created an economic system that does not allow for prosperity. This isn't a one-size-fit-all. This is working from an institutional level, making sure that we can have an entrepreneurial class in America, a strong middle class that can afford homes when a worker loses their job, when a job gets shipped over to another country, you lose not only the taxpayer, but also you gain a welfare recipient. We are getting, lo- you lose twice as much money every time we sell a job. We must bring these good paying jobs back into America and we must make sure that the skills are being taught. Just like the young man who bought my stepfather's lawn care service. If he had the proper tools, if we had given him internships, and if we made sure that he had the tools and the connection with the community to run a successful lawn care business and learn what, if not his biological forebears, those who came before him in the industry, he could have succeeded. And that's what I want for every single child in this state. I want to now briefly talk about someone who has influenced a major part of my life. They wish to remain anonymous. However, they wanted me to share the story because it really hits home at what community means to me and what it can provide to people. This young lady at the age of 15 was put into a, what was manipulated into a relationship with an older man, a soldier at that. Unfortunately, due to manipulation and abuse, she became pregnant. She was only 15 years old, and she had no clue how to handle it. Her mother had instilled from a young age that if you do something, you must take care of it. And while that is a good mentality to have in theory, this is a different situation. She had been the victim of abuse And now she had no one to rely on. And sadly, she had to go through an at-home miscarriage without any help, without any medical attention. And it left her body in a state where now, three years later, she is still unable. Not, Not three years, I'm sorry, six years later, she is unable to have to to have a day without abdomen pain. I'm not saying that abortion is an easy decision for anyone. What I am saying is we need to stop passing judgment on the young people, the children in our high schools, the workers, the 19-year-olds who serve our tables. We must make sure that everyone has no judgment whenever they go and talk to their doctor about the medical options they have. There are so many situations where compassion and care this young lady if she had 
had a mother or anyone in the community to talk to could have saved yourself potentially a lifetime of pain. I will never ask someone that we that you must personally approve or fund a medical decision. But what I am asking is to lend an ear. Too often we think of abortion as young people having fun and trying to ignore consequences. Yet we lose the humanity that comes with these political issues. We are tearing people apart, families, friends, and communities. When two-thirds of Americans know someone personally who has had an abortion, yet almost no one is aware of it, that is a problem. There shouldn't be a social stigma, especially when you have a teenage pregnancy, due to abuse, neglect, or just uh, not being educated in proper sexual practices. We must lend an ear and help give people options. People need others to have a shoulder to cry on. I want to thank that young lady for telling me that and for wanting me to share that story. But I also want it to be a reminder that whenever you vote for an elected official, whenever you listen to the dogma, whenever you listen to the political sound bites, remember that there's a human element behind it. Abortion is just one issue, and I chose to talk about it the same day I talked about education and economic progress and change because they're not because they are intertwined. When you have an educated population that is working, teen pregnancy goes down and abortion cases go down because there are options. People know right from wrong. We just need to make sure that they have a better understanding of the world and making sure that the next generation has the opportunities that we did not have. Thank you.